Tavarit is a German deep tech company. Tavarit is a B2B AI SaaS solution that helps metal manufacturing companies reduce energy and quality costs by prescribing optimal machine settings. Tavarit has global enterprise customers in 10 countries and saved more than 14 million for them. Tavarit's focus on sustainable manufacturing has impacted over 55 metal processing plants, reducing their carbon emissions. Our vision is to drive the world towards sustainable and zero waste manufacturing. Visit www.tvarit.com to know more about us. Union is the subscription management hub for B2B SaaS companies. Whether you're looking to expand to new markets, experimenting with pricing models, or simply want a streamlined quote-to-cash process, Union got your back. On top of that, Union Insights provides the SaaS metrics you need for reporting to the board and for future company valuation. It gives you the key figures needed to drive your business forward and take strategic decisions. Union. We help SaaS companies manage their B2B customer subscriptions. Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from Celebrate.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany, as well as the founder of the world's first internet radio station dedicated to startups and tech companies. Today, Mary is my guest. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Hello, Joe. Thank you for inviting me here. Certainly my pleasure. You are the co-founder of Europe's fastest growing new insurer. That's why you are here. But first, I want to get some trivia out of the way because you apparently have a certain sense of humor and you call yourself in your LinkedIn profile, Miss InsureTech. Can you elaborate a little bit on that before we get started here, Miss InsureTech? <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, in terms of like branding perspective, I, I kind of sense that it will create a little bit of buzz. So yeah, and, and this, this is kind of like my, my second marriage, uh, my work, uh, my passion, then uh, seems quite accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Um, I have been looking at your LinkedIn profile as everybody can do down here. Um, apparently, I have to be careful what I'm saying because you are a lawyer, right? <laughs> And but I'm 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 not a practicing lawyer, so uh, yeah. <laughs> so I still have to be careful, right? <laughs> yeah, any, any, anything will be used against you anyway. <laughs> and it's all recorded here. Don't worry about it. Um, I, I I have a question. You've been um before you have been a lawyer with ENY corporate law, and then for some reason, at one point you decided to go from being a lawyer, being corporate law to a bike startup, if I understand it right. And from there, yeah. you took a little detour into INSMO, I-N-Z-M-O, um, which is your current company. Um, can you take us 
along this journey because there have been a few stops in between? Yeah. So as I started uh, um, uh, as a corporate lawyer, I really enjoyed uh, serving the uh, clients uh, with different corporate law and tax matters. And uh, But at some, some point I felt like... Um, um, I want to have my own team. I want to take more responsibilities. I want to take more risks. And uh, when I get to know my co-founder, uh, Risto, uh, we have been doing business now together for 12 years already. Uh, we started uh, out uh, with some different projects where he needed uh, help and actually he, he needed a lawyer. And uh, then in 2015, uh, we um, established a company called Bike ID, which is an international bicycle register. And where the idea came from is that uh, Risto used to be a professional motorbike uh, or superbike uh, uh, champion. And mm-hmm. uh, in, in this world uh, or this area, there is a common problem that uh, a lot of two-wheeler, two-wheelers are not uh, being registered and they're getting stolen a lot. And and same goes to regular bicycles. So we established an international uh, bicycle registry where you can uh, register your bike or your motor vehicle and 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 light vehicles and um, we gathered uh, registrations from 72 different countries around the world mm-hmm. we cooperated together with the police we helped also a lot of uh, um, bike owners to find their stolen bikes and at some point we uh, understood that we have to monetize this business somehow and um, uh, we thought of different uh, different ways and uh, you know how we could uh, uh, help uh, the bike owners to protect their bikes and we thought that uh, like the locks or stickers or anything else is not good enough and uh, when your bike is stolen and you will never get it back the only way to really give some relief to the bike owner is a bike insurance so uh, the developers we had uh, back then um, just by chance used to be the former developers of insurance companies and insurance brokers so they set up uh, quite quickly a solution that we could in our in, in our registry sell bike insurance and as our ambition has always been um, given that we are from Estonia and we were like in the first place serving Estonian market but our ambition has always been like larger markets and uh, in Europe especially Germany we started pitching this idea and this solution to different insurance companies um, in Europe especially in Germany and when we showed them how we are registering bikes and how we l- would like to very easily sell those bikes bike insurance over the application uh, then uh, the f- feedback that we got like really really often is, was that why just bike insurance that we would like to sell our art products uh, through this kind of solution through this kind of app and and in seconds and um, given that we had back then the technical capability and, and and developers to build something for the insurance segment then in 2016 uh, we decided to make a pivot uh, and start to mediate other insurance products than just bike insurance uh, so we pivoted uh, we changed the brand from bike id to insmall and we became basically an insurance mediator or insurance broker uh, this was also the point where we got uh, several investments and also investments from uh, different insurance companies. And uh, and uh, starting from 2016, we have been building our own uh, kind of back office solution to instantly serve uh, um, customers uh, different insurance products um, in a way that, you know, it's really convenient to take out the insurance policy, manage an insurance policy, and really also handle claims super easily and in a convenient way. 
And today we are focused on the German market. Uh, we are focused on property casualty insurance products, uh, primarily um, and our niche is everything uh, related to your rental home and the home contents in your rental home. So the whole rental uh, um, uh, rental industry topic is very close to our heart. And this is the vertical where we would like to uh, serve the customers because it is a booming trend globally. Um, and uh, we see that the, the world is moving towards not owning any more property, but living a free and flexible life and uh, everything related to uh, short-term renting is is a part of that um if you might know then also the the world economic forum has said that by 2040 uh you own nothing and you will be happy and this is the kind of trend we see happening right now is that especially the younger generation do not want to own anything anymore but to rent and live a flexible life and we want to be a part of this trend and and part of uh, uh these service providers who are helping to mitigate the risks of having a, a fun, free, and flexible life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I forget to say, um, 2016, you did a pivot into insurance. Um, 2022, you became one of the top 10 women to watch in InsurTech. Uh, congratulations to that, by the way. And <laughs> Thank you. I, I would be curious, did you ever, when you still were in your corporate job, think about, hmm, Let's do a lot of stuff with bikes and I'll be Miss Intertech in one day. Did you ever think about that? No, not at all. Uh, the, the thing here is that me and my co-founder, we didn't have any previous uh, touch points with insurance at all. Like Bike ID was our first project uh, that had a small touch point with insurance. And then we started like expanding uh, that concept And uh, given that we had such a good support on our developer team side, who was uh, actually quite, you know, uh, educated and, 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 and used to work in the insurance segment, then that was a huge help. And we have, um, now we have more than 30 people in our team and uh, the vast majority of them are actually insurance experts. And so we have been quite uh, lucky and successful in onboarding uh, really top talents from the insurance industry. And we have been educating ourselves, thanks to those people, quite a lot. And now I think we are quite in a good place of, uh, you know, making some shifts in the industry, make, creating some real, real big innovation. And I think the fact that we didn't come from insurance industry was a huge benefit of uh, achieving everything that we have achieved so far, because we were kind of like looking everything uh, from the customer's perspective and we always put the customer first, everything related to the experience and and we are always finding ways and opportunities how to make things happen, knowing that there are some restrictions, uh, there are some like, re re like regulations and, and, and there is some, some sort of like borders where we have to play in, but we always think outside the box because... Uh, We always put the customer first. Mm -hmm. Many, many important questions now on my mind. The, 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 the next one is when I went to your LinkedIn profile, you're co-CEO and co-troublemaker. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? The, um, uh, the co-troublemaker uh, kind of title uh, I created uh, to myself uh, because um, Often when we were and when we are working with different insurance companies, because today we are collaborating with several ones, um, we we kind of were often in a position where uh, 
uh, you know, uh, we hear that, you know, oh, what, whatever you guys want to do, this cannot be made. And, and we always felt like we're, we're bringing every time we go, you know, behind the table with an insurance company, we're, we're creating some sort of, you know, headaches to them or some sort of like a trouble and they have to start, you know, thinking differently or, or doing things differently. And, you know, we always got this feedback, this cannot be done. And so we kind of felt like, you know, troublemakers in the industry. Um, I mean, but it's good, but it's good. I mean, great things, uh, great, great things have been happening like this and it has been a good trouble. <laughs> and before we get into the business of Insmo, um, how did you come up with this strange name? <laughs> All the good names already taken. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and the, the story behind this was that, uh, we wanted to serve insurance product. Uh, primarily over mobile app, right? And this insurance mm -hmm. plus mobile gave us uh, the the uh, kind of like abbreviation of Insmo. And if you put insurance and mobile together, then uh, we also uh, were thinking about Insmo with an S, but it felt, I mean, to me, it felt uh, kind of soft and not edgy enough. So we, so we switched the letter. And just by chance, uh, the domain insmo.com was available because it's it's super difficult to get .com domains these days without uh, you know purchasing it for tens or hundreds of thousands of euros and it was available and for us it was a sign it's it this is our brand insurance and mobile okay i get it yeah now it starts to make sense and um you guys are basically so first you're not an insurer yourself you don't take risk on your books as we said you work with several insurance companies and they basically take the risk on your books so you you're a broker of insurance contracts right yes at the moment we operate as an mga um it is in our future plans actually uh to also take part of the risk ourselves and we are working uh, quite heavily on that uh, already uh, to also become at some part a risk carrier ourselves Uh, we see that um, we do have so many uh, great opportunities at hand uh, with products that do not exist yet on the market. And we just feel like that if we want to be fast, dynamic and, uh, you know, and we also have a, maybe a larger risk, uh, risk appetite, then mm -hmm. uh, we, we will have to do it ourselves at, at some point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. And uh, another important question, because... Um a lot of people out there listening are actually themselves entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs because at the end we will also talk about are you hiring and there's also a lot of job seekers recently on our podcast listening um before we get into all of that i would be wondering how did you identify the rentals this vertical how did you find the right target group to make your company big because that's really really important if you start a company you have to have mm -hmm. one audience that you sell to and guys please please don't make it uh, uh college educated people between 18 and 45 because that's what everybody says how did you come up with, with a good solution for that <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so uh the rental segment uh came uh to us uh, via personal experience because when we set up our office in 2018 in, in Germany, in Berlin, then we also moved to Germany and um, uh, rented an apartment. And for example, when I rented an apartment, then I had to pay a huge deposit to my landlord in the amount of 7,500 euros. 
and I was like, isn't isn't there solutions available that I don't have to pay cash, but I can somehow I don't know get a get a guarantee, get an insurance, get something like that. And in addition to the cash deposit that I had to pay, I had to furnish my apartment, huge cost again. I had to uh, get liability insurance. I had to get home content insurance, which are mandatory according to the rental agreements in the Germany. And then I was like, this is just such a huge cost to make. Um, I mean, we are entrepreneurs. Maybe we already have some money already. Uh, but uh, if you look at for younger people, then what are their options? Either they lend it from their parents or lend it from the bank or or what do they have to do in order to move into a new home? And um, when I started investigating this, that uh, like, is this a common problem? Like uh, the high uh, high cash deposits and, and high, um, you know, the, the requirements for the insurance. Uh, it's a common, uh, it's a common topic in, in all across the Europe. It's maybe not so... Uh, kind of bad in Estonia because the additional insurance products are not uh, 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 required and also we have the requirement for one month deposit but uh, in other European countries three to six months uh, cash deposit to your landlord is very common and what is also very common is people struggle getting their money back afterwards so we saw there an opportunity that hey here is a, here is a problem to solve first of all uh, give back money to the tenants, uh, the thousands of euros. I mean, only Germany. Today, we have more than 50 billion euros sitting dormant on the bank accounts of landlords, serving mm -hmm. absolutely no purpose. The whole cash deposits that have been collected, serving mm -hmm. absolutely no purpose. So um, this should be given back to people's hands. Uh, they can use it, I don't know, for investments, for education, for, for traveling, I don't know, buying Bitcoin good time so um uh, like do anything else besides just holding it in in the hands of your landlord mm -hmm. and um and then when we understood that this is a common problem in all across the europe and a, and a huge opportunity because it is a booming market uh the rental market and and there is also so many additional products or additional um kind of services we could provide to the homeowners or the the, the tenants um, and to mitigate the risks inside inside their new uh, rental home. So um, and and when we also started investigating that whether there are already dedicated providers in the industry, we figured out that that this industry still has an open spot for a dedicated insurer or a financial services uh, 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 startup that could like uh, serve this market, serve the younger audience, and serve serve the tenants and help them to get good uh, financial coverage for for their insurance affairs for the cash deposits and also maybe in the future some credit lines to help people to move into their new homes faster mm -hmm. so people can basically you um are found by people who are in this stage of their life maybe they get their first apartment they have to make cash deposits and you basically offer everything around them um I've seen you also work with um, embedded insurance offerings. Can you also talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that? Yes. So uh, today, 100% of our business comes from B2B2C. And uh, this is uh, definitely a vertical where we keep uh, investing in heavily also in the coming years. Um, because we see a great opportunity to leverage on the customer base of our partners if we are able to provide them enough value. 
and this is what we have building throughout those years um, at Insmo also. So um, uh, we see that uh, you know insurance is not something that is like a sexy product. You know, nobody wakes up 3 a.m. in the morning thinking about oh, what kind of great insurance offerings are out there. It's not the next Apple product, right? And uh, getting an insurance uh, coverage is, is something that is annoying. I have to do it. Otherwise, I might be suffering later on. And and our kind of uh, mantra is that the insurance, insurance has to be something that is hidden in other products and services. So you know that it's there. You know that you don't have to worry. And uh, whenever something happens, you know that you can just open up a, a, a web or, or an application, submit a claim and get reimbursed immediately. So this mm-hmm. is the kind of experience we see that will be successful in the future. And uh, and uh, it is a service that has to be kind of a value-added service to other products and services. And uh, this is why we sell our products together with, you know, um, electronic equipment, bikes. Uh, we are there when the rental agreement is being concluded and so on and so forth. So we are embedding the service uh, naturally to other products and services. Mm-hmm. Um it, it apparently works pretty good for you guys um, since you call yourself Europe's fastest growing neuro in neo insurer. Uh, can you explain that a little bit? Um, yes, uh, we have been quite successful in uh, closing some uh, pretty significant accounts in the in the past years. For example, this year we were expecting to close with a four hundred percent growth compared to the past year. And uh, we also do have uh, big, hairy, ambitious goals for the next year because we do have some uh, uh, quite large uh, partnerships waiting to uh, go live. So in that sense, um, uh, we have kind of find our spot uh, in terms of niche, the the rental uh, housing vertical, uh, plus uh, the whole uh, uh, business model of via B2B2C. We know how to provide value for the B2B2C um, Mm -hmm. partners. And this is, you know, this is what we are leveraging on now. And this is the concept we are expanding right now. Um, this year, I think the next 12 months, we will still focus on the German market, but we are quite soon ready also to expand the, by our partnerships to at least three, four uh, additional European countries with mm-hmm. the concept. Would, would I had in mind when I first read an email when you reached out to me guys and talked about rental insurance, the first thing in mind I had the landlords from, from Airbnb because they're also very digital and they also have to have a lot of insurance. Uh, are you also mm-hmm. thinking about extending there or do you already have an offer for them? Um, we definitely uh, want to explore this uh, uh, opportunity uh, quite soon. Uh, today we are kind of proving our concept with uh, not like a very short-term rental platforms, but mid-term rental platforms. So these are platforms um, uh, that are renting you an apartment, usually furnished apartment for you know one, three, or six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is usually for people who I don't know go work uh, remotely for a short period of time and so on and so forth. But this medium rental platform um, uh, concept is also a booming trend globally right now. Uh, they're getting really well funded, and there is definitely a need for furnished uh, apartments for a shorter period of time than two or five years. And um, the same concept can be definitely expanded also to uh, rental relationships like in airbnb like into short-term rentals so we would definitely want to be one of the largest players in the short-term rentals Mm -hmm. 
And of course, you cannot do this everything by yourself. You have a team. Um, and I found it interesting when we talked before, you increased the salaries of the staff due to the current economic conditions. Admittedly, this was already done before uh, Russia completely pulled the block on gas deliveries. Can you talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that as well? Yeah, uh, we have seen um, uh, the inflation rates hitting quite hard, especially Estonia. So today we are at 25% of inflation in Estonia. We have extremely high electricity bills and we have extremely high electricity costs coming also now in, in the autumn and winter time. So we already know that. And uh, we know that it also kind of affects and hurts our, our, our people. And uh, we do not want to have anybody, you know, uh, struggling or having like struggles in their private or financial financial life uh, outside work because we know it's going to affect uh, their 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 way of working and productivity also uh, inside the company. So we wanted to prevent these kind of neg negotiations with our employees that you know. Um, uh, a lot of people do not dare to come and uh, ask for a raise by themselves. So we acted proactively here. We did the first raise already in December when we understood that uh, the inflation rate in Estonia was already 10% and it was already 8% in, in, in Germany. Um, it is, it is a bit, uh, kind of, uh, the situation is a bit lighter in Germany and Liechtenstein. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we have done the raises proactively in order not to make people come uh, and ask and make people feel like, you know, my company cares about me and I'm being valued and I'm being taken care of. So and I can rely on, on this uh, company I'm working in. Now we get to the interesting question. A lot of people heard that right now and asking, are you currently hiring? <laughs> We are currently hiring. Uh, we are hiring, uh, especially into the, the product team. Uh, we're hiring uh, product managers into several positions. Uh, we also do have some other openings for marketing positions. Um, so yeah, uh, feel free to check out the, the job openings, uh, in, in our website. Our hiring process is usually really, really fast. It uh, usually uh, tops with uh, three, maximum three interviews over two, week period of time so the our candidates know what to expect we also provide them with kind of like the personality analysis that gives a, a very broad outlook on the person's strengths and areas that are a little bit weaker so this is kind of a gift or a contribution from our side to the person we interview and uh, yeah it's 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 quite easy and simple uh, you get to meet the founders you get to meet the, the management managing team and your direct uh, direct peers and uh, yeah, we promise it will be a fun ride. Yes, of course. And you're part of, um, you have a lot of awards. I saw a top 100 global InsurTechs award, best fintech startup in Europe 2016, insur insurance shapers award 2019. And apparently also a lot of um, investors like this, um, Helvetia Ventures, Change Ventures, Unica and uh, 500, you've been also part of 500 startups altogether funded you around 8 million US dollars. Are you currently looking for additional investment or are you open to talk to additional investors? Yes, uh, we are definitely open. Uh, at the moment, we also have started um, 
uh, and the investment round. Uh, so we are we are very open to talks, and I think we are also in a good uh, place where we can show investment investors that despite the difficult economic situation we have been managing to grow the company we have managed to grow the company in a very very lean way uh, without burning uh, uh, heavily money on uh, customer acquisition and uh, we have been uh, we have been using the money quite in a, in a quite smart way our team is quite small uh, compared to the volumes that we are already making so i think it will be quite a thrilling investment story for a lot of investors Sounds good. I found that you have something 25 to 30 current employees, right? Yes. Okay, awesome. And with the funding, of course, it will get more. Um, Mary, that was everything I want to ask you about. Of course, there's a, there, there would be a lot of space for stupid jokes and additional questions. I know. Maybe we have <laughs> you come back when you uh, successfully raised uh, the fundraising rate. Yes. What would it be? Series A, Series B? It will be Series A. Series A fundraising. When you're done with this, come back and we'll talk about it again. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, Joe, for this opportunity. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.